630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, second half well underway. In fact, there are about five minutes left to go in the third quarter in Ottawa, who have just scored a safety after Chandler Worthy. He's human after all, folks. He fumbled the football and then had to backtrack into his own end zone, and it looked like Antoine Pruneau, the veteran safety of the Red Blacks, brought him down in the end zone. So that would be a safety. But they marked him down. The referees marked him down at the one. So it was challenged by Paul Apolise, the head coach of the Red Blacks, and they won the challenge. So it's now a 25-19 lead for the Alouettes over the Red Blacks, who are looking for their first win of the season. The Alouettes are 1-4 and four on the season. Later on tonight, it'll be the BC Lions taking on the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats from BC Place Stadium in Vancouver. Of course, tomorrow we got the Edmonton Elks at home to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 5.30 for countdown to kickoff with Brendan Escott, Blake Dermott, and Morley and I will be by with play-by-play on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium just after 7 o'clock. And the game between the Riders and Argos have been moved to 7 o'clock uh, Sunday night in Regina after about 12 players under COVID protocol. And some of those players could still play if they test negative in time. I'm not sure what the protocols, but just reading, I believe it was Farhan Lalji uh, from TSN that uh, tweeted that, that some players are not uh, necessarily out for that game. But several players, including Cody Fajardo, did not practice today uh, for the Riders. So uh, we will see what happens. Well, over four years... With the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, Brad Lauer compiled a record of 154 wins, 46 losses, uh, 13 or 23 uh, overtime or shootout losses, and uh, he is now moving on to uh, the National Hockey League again, where he spent a, a few years already as an assistant coach with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's moving on for another assistant coaching position under someone he knows very well, uh, head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, is Rick Bonus, and Brad Lauer has joined that staff, and Brad joins us now. Brad, uh, first of all, congratulations, and it's nice to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. No, it's been a, it's been a very entertaining day, that's for sure. Yeah, no question. Uh, when I first saw the news, you know, it, it, very excited. And also, it's, yeah. you know, kind of bittersweet just because, you know, the Oil Kings are losing a good one. But tell me how this all came about for you. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it, it was just one of those things. I think, obviously, I think winning championships and uh, creates opportunity. And, uh, you know, when we got back from, from St. John, I had... You know, Rick Bonus kind of reached out and asked if I was interested in getting back to the National Hockey League, and I said, "Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I want to pursue some opportunities this this, this off season." They said, "But um, yeah, I can't make the decision right now." I said, "I need a, I need at least you know seven eight days just to uh, decompress from our season we just had and getting back from uh, St. John." And you know, he reached out here um, got four days ago and just just to see where I was at, and I was you know. Um, I was already talking to a couple other teams, but, uh, you know, he, he showed really interest right away. And, you know, here we are today, got something done. Yeah, I imagine the fit is what probably sells you. I mean, you've worked with Rick yeah. before with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, what do you know about Rick Bonus as a head coach and how he will, um, you know, be able to, to help you and just be someone that yeah. you can work comfortably with and under? 
Yeah, you know, I think for one, I I had Rick as a player. <laughs> you know, going way back in the Ottawa days, I spent I think it was 30 games with the Senators there after Christmas, and uh, he was my head coach then. And obviously, uh, we were able to reconnect in in Tampa Bay here when he was associate coach there in Tampa. And I, you know, I just really was impressed with how impressed how he just the energy he brought to the building and and the excitement that he had every day coming in for practices. Um, you know, I seen the way his, you know, his defeat took care of the defense there. And I just seen the way his players really respected him. Um, you know, the way they reacted and the way, way he was able to get the most out of, out of the decor there. Um, you know, I was just impressed how he did things. And, you know, we always had a really good relationship in Tampa and, you know, we kept in touch here and, you know, when he ever came to town, he came over for a coffee and sat in our room and talked hockey with our guys. And, um, you know, we just, he's just been a, a really good coach to to kind of just pick his brain at the, through the through the through the years. And joining a, a pretty hot hockey market too. I mean, you you coached here for four years. You know what Edmonton's <laughs> like, and uh, yeah. Winnipeg is pretty hot as well. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely fire there, and I you know I, I, you know that's good. I think that's that's part of coaching. You got to be in it, and you got to you know it's passionate fans, and I think that's one thing the Canadian markets definitely have. It's it's people that um, are very passionate about their team. Um, you know whether it's good or bad. Sometimes you know the, there's not a lot. There's no patience for it, but. You know that that's our that's our game. Um, that's what we're in. That's the market we're in. It's 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 fun. Um, you know that's something I enjoy and and, and look forward to. Brad Lauer joins us. He's the former head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, now an assistant coach with the Winnipeg Jets. As, uh, the Jets hired him today. So, Brad, back in the National Hockey League, and he's kind enough to join us tonight on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. So let's go back to your first of four seasons with the Oil Kings. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of coming out of their, you know, the, and, and you know how junior hockey is. It's yeah. their cycles. It's uh, You have great stretches and then you have really rough patches and when you came in it was just coming out of the rough patch it was a 40 point improvement from the previous season you made it to the uh, whl's eastern conference championship series before uh, falling uh, to the uh, prince albert raiders in, in six games but tell me about just that transitional period of uh, uh, of that former group and, mm-hmm. and and going into the group that you had for the last three seasons yeah i mean obviously that group i had this year um you know the car suits jake neighbors um dylan comes a little bit later but uh you know i had those guys my very first year coming in here um uh, meeting them for the first time as 16 year olds and you know yeah i mean obviously you know we took over a team that was in dead last and uh, a lot of those guys returning. We had a good group of core guys returning and good players. Um, but again, they were banged up with with a lot of uh, lacking confidence and not not very you know losing lots of hockey. And um, you know, I remember Kurt Tell, you know, Tell having a conversation with him. He goes, "I don't know if we're going to win 15 games this season, 10, 15 games." He says, "But you know." And I just said, you know, you know, we'll see. What we have let's let's uh, see how camp goes. It's and, and we started off awfully well. And we won five in a row, and we thought we were going somewhere. And the excitement was going on. Then we lost our next six on the road. So we come back, we're under 500. <laughs> but uh, once we got back off that road trip, um, you know, we seemed to find our way the rest of the season. We we did a lot. You know, our our, our players really grew as, as a group. Um, I thought our team. I thought our team really got got tight, and I think. Uh, that foundation was that's where it started was that first year and then you know the trade fix Wolanski that you know went through and the leadership they brought us and and uh, you know built for us to start what we wanted to create here for the last four years and 
you know, those those young guys that we had as 16-year-olds, they kept that tradition going on from year to year. And, you know, it just kept growing and growing. And um, unfortunately, due to COVID, I think we could have had a few more championships. But um, this year was very special. You know, it was uh, no playoff hockey for two years for these kids. Um, you know, controlled hockey. Um, so it was really cool to, to, to see the the – you know, the way the kids reacted this year to, to playoff hockey and obviously to win a championship with this group was very special. You know, I, I'm glad you brought up Trey Fix Wolanski because uh, mm-hmm. Reed, Reed, Reed and I had him on the show not too long ago. And, you know, he is such a well-grounded individual. And, you know, we mm-hmm. ask, is it tough, you know, as much as you're happy with to, to see the guys have the success? I mean, you were here in your last year when you kind of – kind of oversaw the first year of the turnaround and then mm-hmm. you, you know you're no longer with the group and he's like i'm just so happy to watch these guys but speak yeah. <laughs> deeper about trey fix's uh just his leadership qualities and just what high character he is because he you know i'm sure deep down he's like man that would have been fun to to be a part of that but he understands the progression yeah. of uh where he's at and he's in the nhl now hopefully long term and uh yeah. but he's just so happy for for the group that he that got to be with for a lot of these guys for one season yeah you know he's a very passionate individual and um he, he wears his heart on his sleeve and i mean he was in our when he got back from 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 this past season he was hanging out in our dress room and talking with our guys and you know he had a he had a he had a good relationship i mean with jake neighbors and car suits and all those guys that he was you know played with you know four years ago still keeps in touch with those guys but he was hanging he was coming in after we we're winning games and hanging out and having fun and you know he's just one of those guys that has a he just has a he has a his approach to the game is is tremendous he's he's always got a smile on his face he, he comes with a great attitude he works extremely hard i mean everything he's went through is so minor hockey he's too small he's too small he's he's pushed back against and, and fought through those uh, those things and you know he's had a heck of a career he had a great junior career um and, and he's making way now in, in, in as a pro um he's had a great great career in the american hockey he got called up a couple times you know scored his first goal and you know you can't help but root for those guys you know he's 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 one of those guys that just keeps working keeps going and um and he has a great attitude i think when you have something like that you got you give yourself an opportunity to do something you know special Brad Lauer joining us on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. Uh, Brad, moving on from the Edmonton Oil Kings after four seasons as head coach and uh, joining the Winnipeg Jets coaching staff uh, under uh, Rick Bonus, who is their head coach. You know, we've we've talked ad nauseum about the pandemic, and I know you brought it mm-hmm. up, and I, I don't want you to re- relive that again because we, yeah. we understand how <laughs> tough that was. So let's talk about yeah. the past season. What yeah. What a year. Uh, franchise records, longest win streak in a single season, 14 games, best win percentage, 735, best points percentage, 765, 50-14-3-1 record, and you win the WHL championship uh, after all of the pain and the uh, and the difficulty of not going or not finishing the year. Mm-hmm. What was it like to see your group parade around with that WHL trophy? Yeah, it was it was it was special. I mean, like I said earlier, like it was it was uh, you know you could see you could just see it on their kids' face how they just kind of finally you know this is something that we've been we've been saying we're supposed to be doing this so two years ago and you can just see it all come that then that on that night with with that trophy when they brought it out just to see some of those guys have been here for four years it's on their face the reaction they had and just the way they were you know just spend the, 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 that night with each other. And like I said, that's the, for me, 
in order to be a good team, I think you've got to really care for each other. And um, that's something, again, those, those guys in the past have built. And it's like and those young guys kept carrying it on from year to year. And you could just see the, the enjoyment they each uh, have each for each other. And, and it's just, it was just, uh, as a coach, just to see them, those smiles and, and hugging each other, it's, it's, it's something cool to, to experience. And the crazy thing is, and I remember covering the Oil Kings team uh, that went to their first Memorial Cup, I think it was in 2012. So, yeah. you know, you're talking to Curtis Lazar, you're talking to Mark Pesic, and you're talking to Laurent Brassois and Griffin Reinhardt and the great players that were on that team. And, like, yeah. you won, but now you got to flip your head and focus <laughs> on this Memorial Cup tournament. Yeah. And, you know, kind of the same fate as, as your team this year, and unfortunately, where you're out so quickly, although I thought, you know, if that first game went differently, who knows yeah. what could happen. Uh, yeah. But it's just, like, it's just so hard. It was a great year, but the last thing you, that you remember playing is, you know, you you were the first <laughs> team to go home from the yeah. Memorial Cup. It's weird. Yeah, no, it was tough. You know, it's a tough tournament for our group, for our league to win. I mean, um, you know, one, you got to be healthy. And unfortunately, we, we were missing some key guys, and we had some key guys playing with some injuries that, you know, probably – on a regular regular season game, they probably wouldn't have dressed. Um, you know, it's a different game um, going to that tournament. Uh, you know, our, 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 I mean, for instance, I mean, the team we beat won the tournament. Um, you know, that, that, that third period was definitely, uh, the first game was definitely the game changer for us. It really, mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, if we could have won that, I think would have been a different outcome for us. But, um you know, it's just, it's tough because, like I said, I look at the team that won, they had not, they had four 19-year-olds on their fourth line and we have three 16-year-olds on our on our fourth line. You know, it's just, when you start comparing the leagues, you know, it's just, there's not a, it's a difference. They trade differently in the Quebec Major Junior League than we do out west here. You know, the, there's less teams in the Ontario League than there are in the West in, in the Western High Green. There's twice the population over there. You know, it's just it's just different. But you tell you, it's saying that that's just how it is. And um, to go to that tournament, uh, the experience our kids got. Obviously, we wanted to win it for sure. Um, unfortunately, we didn't. But the experience those kids got going there and the way you know St. John treated our, our our guys, our team, and all that it was tremendous. It was nothing but. Even though we didn't win, we had a we had a tremendous experience uh, being able to go to that tournament. Yeah, no doubt, Brad. You know, over the four years that you have been uh, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, we've had the chance to have you on our show numerous times, and uh, you've been on mostly with Reed. But I know you and I have chatted uh, on yeah. several occasions, and I've always enjoyed every single conversation <laughs> that we have had—good, bad—and um, most of them have been good conversations because. You were you were blessed with a good team to coach. So um, I, I I just appreciate your class and your professionalism, and really happy for you. And uh, all the best in Winnipeg. And uh, yeah, and just enjoy the rest of the off season. Awesome. We appreciate the comments, and uh, we'll see you we'll see you on the trail, I guess. You betcha, Brad. Take care of yourself. Thanks. That's Brad Lauer, the uh, new assistant coach of the Winnipeg Jets uh, under Rick Bonus, and those two worked together uh, for a few seasons in Tampa Bay under uh, Lightning head coach John Cooper. That is uh, an excellent. It's just it's just great to see good good people get great opportunities, and uh, Brad is definitely in that category. Uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks have the lead over the Montreal Alouettes after um, a. F- Let's what happened here. Let's see. Let's see. I believe Caleb Evans just got a touchdown. Yeah, he did. 
Uh, Caleb Evans just a one-yard sneak for a touchdown, and Lewis Ward was able to convert that. So they have the one-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Ottawa looking for their first win of the season. The Alouettes are at one and four, looking to improve to two and four on the season. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Did have a couple signings today in the National Hockey League. Uh, Capo, Kasperi uh, Kapanen re-signs with the Pittsburgh Penguins, two-year deal. I believe the average annual value just over $3 million. And uh, Nino Niederreiter signs a two-year deal with the Nashville Predators, pretty useful middle six forward. So signings are still coming in slowly. And of course, a couple of big fish are still out there in Nazem Kadri and John Klingberg. So it's been an interesting year. And, uh, you know, again, keep hinting at, uh, or Bob Stoffer keeps hinting, there's there's things happening. We've heard Frank Saravalli say the same thing. Things are happening. And things have been happening tonight on the show and uh, on the Certainty Hotline. Nice to have a call in the first hour and nice to have Derek Taylor and Brad Lauer on the Certainty Hotline, which is the pro's choice, Certainty, for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. K-Days opens tomorrow. The Stingers have a home game twice during K-Days. And some special things are happening as uh, we get ready to wind down the CEBL regular season and championship weekend beginning in Ottawa in uh, a couple of weeks. So we'll be joined by Reed Clark, president of the Edmonton Stingers, to tell you how you can go uh, have a great time, watch some great basketball, and have a little bit of fun on the uh, at the K-Days grounds there at uh, uh, on site there. So that'll be a lot of fun for sure. So we'll tell you about that in a moment. Keep an eye on this football game, which is very, very close. Uh, 26 25, the Red Blacks lead in the fourth quarter in our nation's capital. It's Campbell in for Wilkins this week on 630 Chad Inside Sports. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.